Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-20s. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink. Grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Also, I realized that I say welcome back and some people might be tuning in for the first time. Um, So I think I should just say welcome every time I open now. But hopefully people are tuning back in. So just a caveat there. But hopefully you're tuning back in. Welcome back. Today we have a very exciting episode with a very exciting guest joining us. But first, Mads is back from her like... 10-day eat, pray, love trip in Hawaii, (laughs) and we want to hear all about (laughs) it, so give us all your highlights, updates, everything you enjoyed from the trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was no, I was texting you guys while I was there. First things first, I know what you are all waiting for is to know that my surf instructor did text me and ask me to get drinks after my lesson. I did not end up doing it, but I knew you were all dying to know. So. Okay, why didn't you go and was... drink for him? That seems like a vacation <laughs> dream. I was dying to know. I know. I think that we have to unpack that at a later time because I don't know what it was. And then by the time I had, had reached back out, I was like, oh, this is something I would want to do, like talk myself <laughs> into it. It was the last two days of the trip. And I was just telling um, Kelsey, it rained, like historic flooding for Maui. Our condo building was literally on CNN because there was historic flooding on the island. And he lived like 40 minutes north of where I was staying. And it was by the time I realized I wanted to do it, it was too late. But that's the most exciting thing that I thought you guys would be excited about. Um, no, uh, it was a great trip. I surfed. I had fun. I ate and drank. Um, I'm not sure how much I said before I went, um, on the podcast, if anything at all about my trip, but we went to Maui and when my dad was little or younger, his parents owned a condo at a cute little place called Maui Sunset. And it's these two just like old style condo buildings and it's on the ocean. There's a pool. The sunset is just like the most beautiful thing. And they ended up going, we did the math with my grandma, like 119 times in my papa's life he's been to this place. Um, So they own the condo. Everybody there knew them. I had gone one other time. Uh, Our papa took all 13 of us grandkids for the millennium. So we all got to go once. But this was my first time back since I was small and I didn't really remember it. And the first time that I uh, got there and thought about you guys and texted you was the first night whenever we were going to check in, the security guard like immediately came out. The office was closed and he came out from behind and he said, oh, I saw McGill on the registry and started talking all about them and their um, how he recognized the last name and about how my grandparents were doing. And we chatted for a bit and then he ended up saying that he was going to go and he lit the torches that night and light them in honor of my papa. Um, so that was the very beginning first part of how I kind of was greeted with the grief that I knew I was going to get some weird feelings about, but I didn't know how. Um, And so that was really interesting. And we would, a lot of people in the same breath would 
called my dad Jim on accident. Like they would be like talking and they'd be like, oh, Jim or whatever. And I noticed that a few times and it was kind of this like bittersweet thing. And I, I couldn't tell how my dad felt about it. Um, but I had, I had said something to my stepmom and she was like, no, yeah, like he always like Jack always does that on accident. But I also feel like it's this kind of cool way to like feel close with him. Um, and the same guy who did that was – He is – his name is Jack and he's just the best. He taught us how to play tennis this trip, but he was really close with Papa and every single year after they would leave Maui, they would go drive halfway in between um, Wisconsin and Chicago and go and meet for lunch. And so like they were like friends outside of like the condo condo complex, which isn't the most, you know, normal thing I guess when you're home. Um, so it was this whole kind of like trip that kept having these ties, tie-ins to like my grief journey and also like Papa and all of the kind of cool things that, you know, I would have been so different, such a different experience when I was younger there. Um, one of the moments that we were talking and one of the guys was like, I really just wish like your grandpa was here for like one last like game or whatever. And so it was very emotional, but it was really also kind of beautiful that he kept coming out in these experiences with people, whether it was like the security guard or his friend, Jack, um, all of the like kind of different instances that were happening, were happening with other people who were like remembering things and, it was just really, really cool. Um, and I know I'm rambling on, but I have one more thing to say because I'm so excited to get to our guests. So please excuse my ramble. But um, our final night, we did a flower ceremony with a Polynesian prayer that I guess they do every single um, time that they come to visit all of my dad's friends. And they said this beautiful Polynesian prayer. We went down to the ocean and we put flowers in the water and like watched the waves take them away. And that was how I, that was the last activity we did before I left for the airport. Um, it was so, so beautiful. I was looking forward to it for the majority of the trip because they kept talking about it. And I was excited to share. And I took a video so I could share it with you guys and our audience um, and some photos. But all in all, it was just a really great trip. Um, like uh, Kathy said, my eat, pray, love experience. I surfed, I read a bunch of books, I tanned, I did all of the things. It was so nice, but it was also really cool to have some kind of like spiritual, like emotional tie in there as well, especially with how we all talk about grief so much. But I just couldn't wait to talk to you guys about it. So I'm sorry for my ramble, but that was my Hawaii trip. No, Mads, that sounds so like special to be able to connect with so many people who clearly loved your grandpa so much and connected with him. And he clearly made such a big impact in the whole community there that like he had real friendships and people who were so excited that your family was there and were so excited to connect with you all. And obviously the place was extremely special to him. So I'm sure you just like got to feel closer to him and got to think about him more. And like you said, that kind of bittersweetness where there's sadness there, but it also is really special to have like now a memory in your adult life there and get to be connected to this like other dimension that you didn't necessarily connect with as an adult before with, with him. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. And I was trying to find different ways to play, um, the offense with it. And so we did certain things like I would bring it up to, um, his friend Jack and ask him questions or I would give him, you know, crap how my grandpa used to. And so there were kind of really cool instances because then when we were kind of talking about it, we all kind of started talking about it and it wasn't weird. Or like, if he was like, Oh, I wish he was here. Like it wasn't a sad thing. It was like, Oh yeah. Like we were just all, he's just there, you know? Yeah. Like he was a part of the trip still. Like it's almost like in a way he was very much a part of the trip. The next best thing to him being 
on the trip kind of, which is cool. And I love that the offense thing keeps coming up. Mads, did you feel like overall, you you mentioned bittersweet, but like, is that still the feeling that you would say that described the trip for you? Or like, did you end up feeling heavy on certain days or not? Like, I think that, I don't know, that, that to me would kind of like skew my view of the vacation, but it sounds like overall you really enjoyed how it was a part of your vacation. Yes, um, definitely. I think overall it was, um, it was, it was good. I feel like it was, it was something that, like I said, I kind of knew I was going to prepare for, but I wasn't because I don't know how you really prepare for that. Um, and so whenever I realized how casual it would be, like my first encounter being there, I kind of was like, okay, like, let's just make the best of it. Um, but it was, it was really cool because there were even nights that I would go down to like the girl with my dad and we would just talk about it. And so I think that those are not necessarily things that we would have been able to, you know, talk about before. Um, he even asked about the podcast when we were down there grilling because he knows now. So yeah, I think overall it was a, a good feeling and I'm grateful that there's still the specialness there that there can be for like my dad and everybody. I love it. And I hope that you guys can continue to go back like in the future and just keep the tradition alive and keep connecting with all those people. And I'm glad it allowed for like a more comfortable, open conversation. Like you said, there wasn't any like weirdness or weird sadness with it that it just could be so natural. Um, Yes, very excited to get to our guest of today. We have my younger sister, Kylie, here with us uh, on The Morning Crew. Very excited to have her here, and we're here in person together because she also lives in San Francisco, which is so fun. Um, From a grief perspective, thought this would be very interesting because we obviously did live the same experience, but at the same time, we're two different people, so we would have also experienced everything differently, and then we're in different phases of our life and in different situations, so... The way we're setting this up is Kathy and Mads are going to be the one really leading the questions with Kylie to be more objective. I actually don't even know what questions they've prepared, um, but I'll jump in if I feel like I want to add something. But otherwise, I'm turning it over to Kathy and Mads. Um, You can grill her. She can take it. I can take it. Hello, ladies. Nice to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you. Thank you. I, we appreciate you, your support too. Um, my first burning question is, <laughs> when is your birthday and what is your sign? Um, uh, December 1st and I'm a Sag. Okay. 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 Great. Great to hear. We love all signs. Maybe we like some signs a little bit more. How, how do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. I have no strong opinion about that. <laughs> like that's, that's it. I don't know too much about all of that, but I do know I'm a Sagittarius. So I can tell you that. In general, I kind of, I, the Kelsey, I am going to get your names wrong all the time. It happens all the time. All the time. We're, we're used to it. Did you always kind of know that you wanted to be a teacher or did that come on mm-hmm. like later on in when you were studying in school or like how was that kind of journey into like that's what you wanted to do and are you liking it? Are you not liking it? You can be honest. So yeah, I did not always want to be a teacher like at all. Um, I honestly I've changed my mind a million times if I'm being completely honest but like when I was in college and was like really serious about what I wanted to do I wanted to do something in the health field and so 
I thought nursing maybe. And so I went and did like a nursing internship and I just, I liked it, but it was really sad. And I just was like, I don't think I can do this forever. So all of a sudden I was like a junior in college and needed to just kind of like figure something else out. And I had been taking some special ed courses and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like go take the CSETs and apply to grad school. And, um, see what happens. And so magically I got into a teaching program. I got my master's and my credential in like a year. And then I got a job in teaching in Oakland. I live in San Francisco, like Kel said, but it's been pretty crazy. Um, I will say uh, just in general, being a first year teacher now, currently I'm a kindergarten teacher. So I have my little COVID babies and they are basket cases, but we're more than halfway through the year and they're finally getting the hang of things. And so um, it's been a lot, but I, I do, at the end of the day, I do like it, but I'm very tired. <laughs> all fair points and I respect it. And you badass with all of those degrees over there. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I also want to say, Kathy, it's okay that you keep getting their names mixed up because when I first logged on, I was calling them Kendall and Kylie and not even <laughs> Kelsey wasn't even there. So um, totally okay on that point. And speaking of the sisterhood, Kylie, how would you say that you're similar to Kelsey and like in what areas do you think you guys differ? Um, I don't know how to do, like, so, so many people will say like, we're exactly the same, but we're also polar opposites. And I don't really know how it's to explain it other than that I would say in the ways that were different I guess to start with she's super type a I'm super type b and I think that comes down to like a lot of our differences um she's very like organized plan I'm pretty go with the flow chill she's very also extrovert and introvert like I'm not great with small talk or like if I'm tired it's just not gonna happen she can like all day long. So that worked out in my favor for sure growing up. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. And then like similarities. I think we're like if people just hang out with us, they think we just have like kind of a similar vibe. We can be a little extra and bougie together sometimes. We have that gene, I think. Um, <laughs> And we're both very into, like, health, fitness, nutrition right now. Like, we've both been on, like, a pretty good health kick. So that's been, like, a nice similarity. Um, we both played volleyball growing up. So we had, like, that, I guess. But it was interesting because when we, we – even though we're three years apart, we're four grades apart. So we never, ever went to school together. So whenever I came into school, like, they always knew me as Kelsey's little sister. Miss, like, never going to be in high school. So that was fun to live up to. Um, but – yeah. So I would say like we're pretty similar <laughs> vibes, but we have different ways of like handling things. So Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Wait, also, how tall are you, um, Kylie? I'm smaller. So she's I'm the little Can one. Can shorter smaller, please? <laughs> I'm smaller and shorter. Um she's she's five ten and I'm like five five. Okay, 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 okay. Got it. I don't know if you know the story yeah. of Kelsey and I meeting for the first time, but it was a very funny <laughs> to um, come up to each How other. How tall are you? I'm four eleven, so Kelsey's almost like a foot taller. Than oh me. my gosh! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. He was probably in like heels too. We were both so in boots, like so it was okay because it was that stagecoach. But it was Equal yeah. Field. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you said you're an introvert. So how comfortable are you like? 
talking on a podcast right now or like when Kelsey kind of brought up the idea, like, are you okay? You know? (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the check-in. I think like when I'm with the right people, I'm totally fine. It's just when I'm like with people – I'm not like vibing with or like I'm really tired from something. It's just hard for me. But like I'm excited to do this. And, like I'm happy to be here. And like I've heard so many amazing things about you guys. And I've been wanting to meet you anyway. So in my head, I'm like, I'm just talking to you. I'm not on a podcast. That's that's yeah. how we feel too most of the time. I feel like a lot of the time I'll be like, I'll go to bed and I'm like, because um, I'm on the East Coast. So it's later here for me. And I'll go right to bed. And I'm like, oh, no, should I have said that whenever we were recording? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. So sometimes I just forget. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I'm so glad that you're yeah. here. I apologize because I kept grilling Kelsey until she – I was like, I want to do it. I want to see. I have a sister as well, and we're very, very close. So I admire the sisterhood. Um, and I've also heard so many great things about you. Speaking of those things, are you ready to dive mm-hmm. into it? Are you ready to dive into <laughs> it? Okay. Um, I had – in our last episode, I had a pretty – like what I felt at the time. And not that we compare grief or any feelings, but I had a tie-in with my – family and um, who's passed away and my graduation. And Kelsey told us um, on that podcast that you had one as well and talked to us a little bit about that. Um, So we're just kind of curious to hear like if you could remember what was going through your head at that time um, when you were graduating, when you knew that you kind of your mom wasn't going to be there. Yeah, graduation was definitely a weird one. Like uh, the program like flew by so quickly and all of a sudden we were graduating. And luckily by that point, I had made friends in the program. So like I had a good core group of girls with me during that time. And I think had I, you know, maybe not made friends and I was completely alone, it would have even been that much harder. But yeah, like, can I cuss? Yeah, you can cuss. (laughs) cuss. It was really, (laughs) it was really shitty. And um, I just remember like walking into Like, I remember leading up to it, I was honestly fine. Like, we took grad picks. I was fine. That morning, like, we had to get up super early because we were the first ceremony that day. And, like, we were, you know, drinking champagne and doing our makeup. And then, like, I remember, like, we walked into the huge, like, basketball arena. And the, like, music started. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, this sucks. I also didn't get to go to my Oregon graduation in person. I have a morbid sense of humor just gonna drop because mom died the day before that (laughs) and and of covid like it was kind of a weird ceremony anyways so it was kind of just like a combination of like a lot of things and it was just sort of one of those things where I think in every big moment since it's like the combination of like being sad that she's not there in that moment and also getting used to like oh this is gonna be the case for every big moment going forward and so I think it was like there was definitely a moment I was like, okay, we're gonna hold back tears. Like, yes, I could I could just let it go right now, but I'm like, no. And I was like texting my dad and Kels and they were feeling the same way and everything. And we kind of made like a weekend out of it, which was nice. So like the dinners and we went to the beach. We were in SoCal. So it kind of helped to kind of have the whole weekend and have them there. But yeah, I it's really hard. And I was also thinking too, like I'm definitely not the only one in this audience right now who's feeling this and so just thinking about all the other people around me who were probably feeling the same way the music got me too yeah that there's something the about cute, that, damn that damn pomp and circumstance yeah. whatever it's called music that's yeah. just like 
daggers. Yeah. For your Oregon grad, obviously there was a lot going on. I can, and like, I think we've talked a little bit with Kelsey of, I know from her perspective, they really wanted to make the day still special for you um, on that day. But obviously, how could you when you go through something so difficult, literally 24 hours before? So do you remember like any part of that like specific time frame, like what you were feeling or thinking or or it's also really common. I feel like we've talked a lot about blacking out during that time and maybe you don't remember and it's all a fog. Like, can you recount that or what are your thoughts around it? I just, oh my gosh, that feel, oh my God, one, it just like feels like so long ago. Like, I, you know, it just, for some reason, it feels like so long ago, even just trying to think back to it now. I remember, so my best friend in undergrad, she and like her and my guy friends, like they went and I remember her just texting me and we were both just like really sad. And she was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe, you know, you aren't here. And like, so I remember being able to kind of like keep in touch with her was helpful. But I mean, at that point we like hadn't slept in so long. Like I don't even, didn't even know like what day it was. <laughs> we, I like had my cap and gown. And so I like put it on over my pajamas and we just like watched it on TV and made me like a matcha. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just sort of like, we were, we were still in like the shock tiredness state. So um, I don't think it felt that emotional like I almost feel like the Irvine one, like a year later yeah. was more emotional than the Oregon one because I was still so like out of it, I guess. Like we, I can't remember if it was you or dad, but like my mom, so like in our living room, we have like an L couch and then we have like a separate little like sectional and then like a chair. And my dad usually would sit in the chair, Kelsey and I had the big couch and then my mom on the little spot. And my mom had like an Oregon mom hat and I can't remember if it was you or dad, but like put it like on her spot. And I remember there was like a little moment where I was like, oh, like, this is weird, you know, and we just kind of went with the day. And I don't remember at all what we did, after, like, during the day. I, I cannot tell you what we did after. I could, could not tell you what we did after either. All That's I remember, weird. yeah, is I made you take those pictures. Yeah. With like a picture of you and a picture of you and dad with your cap and gown over your pajamas. Yeah. And I remember that it was the actor who played Phil Dumphy from Modern Family. So at least was, it was like a funny commencement I was like, speaker. he was good. Yeah, he, he was really good. To so us. that kind of helped. But if you gave us a million dollars and said, what did you do other than that, like Zoom, where we were able to, able to put it on the TV at least. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't like yeah, huddled on around TV. a phone or mm-hmm. something. We were on looking at the TV. Couldn't tell you what we did the rest of the day. No clue. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty like a common feeling of the fog going on, especially in those first couple moments. So it's just crazy to me to think about going through like a major life event during the fog, like of your own. That's just so like not supposed to happen like that. So I was just really (laughs) curious about like how, if you recall anything or like what your feelings were, but that makes sense. Cause I feel like a lot of us go into kind of like this numb feeling, or at least I, I would say I went into numb feeling, um, when my dad passed and I like didn't cry for a really, really, really long time, like at the funeral or I almost felt like I like had to cry on the day that I like was told if that yeah. makes any sense. And I don't know if that's yeah. relatable, I have, I felt that but mm-hmm. uh, that was really weird. Um, so I'm sure like, again, I just feel like there's a lot of relatable feelings there and that numbness is very real. Um, how would you kind of like describe 
the relationship with your mom that you had? Yeah. So she had a little soft spot for me because she was the baby of her family. And so she liked to baby me a lot. And like anyone would second that, especially her probably. And like all my friends and stuff, like she would baby me all the time. And so we kind of would have like this funny relationship and she would take my side sometimes and or most of the time. <laughs> and I think we just, a lot of times we would have like a very, um, we kind of had similar senses of humor in a way where we would be like crying, laughing together. We would think the same things are funny. We would both get really like delirious in public and Kelsey and dad would be like, oh my God, you guys are nuts. And so I think thinking back, like I spend a lot of time or my time with her was like laughing or like being comforted or kind of like my two main like avenues with her. Um, she was definitely very on top of everything. And I think now being a teacher and seeing the other side of things and seeing how so many parents are like really up close and personal, like I'm super, super grateful for like, I didn't even think about that as a kid. Like she was always the first one there to pick us up. We always had the paperwork. I always had like the thing that I needed. And so I think just, she was always like, yeah, comfort and just like really dumb like laughing <laughs> at things um I don't you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah so we kind of had that like similar similarity there um so we overall had like a really good relationship I mean I was a bitchy 13 year old and I probably took it out on her the most um and we would go at it for a bit we had a rough phase but then once I got my license and she wasn't having to drive me everywhere then we kind of like came back to each other <laughs> And I think she would say the same thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, but um, it was also hard to like me going out of state for college, I think, like house being like two hours away, we would see her not like all the time, but we would see her a lot more often. But like, for I remember my freshman year, there was a stint of like three months of us apart. And it being like very, very hard. So she was again, like always checking in, always sending like novel long texts with 10,000 emojis. So just very involved and always a part of everything. As Kathy said about the blackout and the kind of not really being able to do anything being a universal feeling, so is being the bitchy 13-year-old. So I totally understand <laughs> that feeling. Um, earlier when you when you started talking so about um, your mom so and your kind of family dynamic, you mentioned you were the baby. And I earlier mentioned I have a sister and I'm also the baby sister. So we have that in common. Um, I said I love sisterhood and I talk about her all the time, but I'm curious how your guys' relationship is. Were you always close? Because I know there was a time where Kennedy and I wanted to like pull each other's hair out. Um, and how has that relationship shifted and like evolved since um, the passing of your mom? Yes. So I think um, when we were little, I don't – like we got along like fine. Like I, I, we definitely weren't like siblings who like really got at it. It wasn't really until – I think it was more in the area, like, when we were really little, it was, like, I would copy everything that she did. Like, we literally have, like, home videos of, like, us doing dances and me just, like, yeah. So, I think I, it was, like, I copied everything she did. And then we – I got to middle school and she went to high school and that wasn't good. And we had a lot of fights in the bathroom and – The bathroom was the hot spot the bathroom was of, the hot like, spot. who got the bathroom, who was using what, like – 
hair tool, shower, shower. Yeah. That was the hot spot of a lot of fights. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, again, I think maybe, I mean, it would have been fun going to school together, but because we felt like pretty separate, like I was never in high school, in high school with her. So for the most part, like we would have our two, it was like a very normal level of fighting. And also it'd be the type where like, it'd just only be over the dumbest things. Like it was never legitimate fighting um about like anything significant and then we'd usually get over it pretty quickly and mom would side with me <laughs> yeah she really <laughs> um, all the time and then um and then once she went to college I think we started to get like closer because we weren't seeing each other all the time so then we weren't fighting about like the stupid little things anymore so and then once I went to college and she was living in San Francisco and we'd be visiting each other. So I think like even before mom passed, we'd already kind of gotten over our like typical sibling, whatever rift. And we were already getting a lot closer and our friends kind of started to blend too, which was, has been really fun. Um, and then I think you just, you go through it and I can't even like imagine like have being an only child during that um so I think like since then we've definitely relied on each other like a lot more and me me living in San Francisco now I've been here for six months we'll see each other like two to three times a week um and so I think even with like a you go through shit with a stranger and you get super close with them but like to go through something so catastrophic with someone you were already really close with I think I think we're pretty bonded (laughs) I don't think we need to be any more bonded. Like, we're good. no we're good. more trauma bonding needs to happen. We're like, we're, we're bonded. We're, we're good. We're, we're in a yeah. solid place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'll add one little thing, too, of just, like, you know, especially in, like, the really hard period as she she was getting sicker and sicker towards the end. Like, that was the most, like, out-of-body timing. And I think that's especially what you're referring to, right, with the, like, and obviously, Kath, having been an only child, like, so much, like, crazy. <sighs> I can't even Like, imagine. can't even imagine. Because yeah. we we were able to, like, rely on each other and have, like, those blunt conversations and, like, give each other looks and just know that yeah. we were, like, okay, like, that was a horrible two hours. Can we go on a 10-minute walk? And, like, to be able to have each other in, like, that horrific, horrific time that you already feel so isolated and so like your world is being flipped upside down and we were able to have some dark humor moments that I think helped us both cope and obviously my dad of course has been fantastic but he would be the first to say too and like like he would also tell you and I know he wants to be on at some point eventually that like him and my mom apparently obviously we don't remember when we were really young we're very intentional and how they raised us to make sure we got along with each other and like liked each other like they strategize that apparently which, apparently <laughs> I mean so maybe this isn't all natural but he was like no like we had a plan like we did things we, like, okay well maybe when I'm a parent I'll like get notes from them because I don't understand how that works but yeah it was effective I guess yeah that's actually really interesting that he did that um and I mean I think obviously for the better because like in these situations, like you really can lean on each other and you're so much stronger together. And I really hope like even if you weren't that close, something like this would even would bring you closer anyway. But it's nice that you had that foundation already because then it just probably made like going through it together easier. Um, I did want to 
as like, as Kelsey mentioned, I'm an only child. So I know that I lean on like, or I've, I mean, I've had to lean on people outside of like my immediate family. Um, my mom went through her own grief journey just as your dad did as well. And so it's a different experience that we're going through. And I think I've had to lean on people for my own experience. And so I'm curious, cause I asked Kelsey this when we um, did the like how do you get or getting to know Kelsey episode who outside of your family is like you're kind of or do you have anyone outside of your family that's like your go-to like confidant or like a mentor or just friend that you lean on to or do you feel like you kind of keep it within your family yeah I'm I'm super lucky I do have some really good friends who have been great throughout it I have a bunch of friends from undergrad who um just they all kind of brought some different type of support in a way that it was nice. Like I had one friend who she would send me super like randomly just like positive, like fun facts and stories. She like wouldn't be like, how are you? Like it was very just like, you're not good. This is a shit. This is this is terrible. I'm just going to send you something to like make you feel better. And her and her mom also got me this ring. It's my birthstone and my mom's birthstone. So just like really, really like thoughtful approach. I had a friend who was similar dark humor to me. She had gone through a lot with her dad as well. And so I could just text her like really blunt stuff. Um, And that was like a good little outlet too. Um, moving you out. Yeah. So I was about to say, I was like, how do I describe? So I had one friend who literally, she was living with me in Oregon at the time. And so obviously like, because graduation was at the same time, I was supposed to be moving out and her and her boyfriend and her parents literally moved every single thing, like in a kitchen, in my room, like moving's terrible. They moved everything for me from Oregon to California. Like didn't even like ask. They just like did it no questions asked. So I had that whole side that was amazing with check-ins and jumping in when they needed to. And like I said, we have some some overlap friends too. So some of the stories she's told, like I've had similar experiences. And then on the flip side, I, when I, so basically like mom passed, I think it was like 10 days later, my grad program started Um, But luckily, because of COVID, the first um, term was online, so I didn't move to Orange County for a month. Um, But still, like a month later, moved, and like no one knew me, no one knew anything. And so I had this like super newfound anxiety that I was like, ah, like every time I meet someone, I'm going to drop like this terrible trauma bomb. And I'm like, this is not how I want to like start out meeting people. And it would be always be this thing of like, I never really made a good plan of like, okay, I'm going to just sit down and like throw it out there, get it out of the way. It was always like this anxiety of like, oh, are they going to ask me about my family? And then I'm going to have to like share this like crazy thing. And so eventually it ended up coming out to um, the, my like girlfriends that I had made through my program. And of course they were like amazing about it and would do a good job checking in. But Obviously, it was interesting of like they were the first people to be close to me that didn't know her versus all of the other people who had been checking in that knew her and like totally got the situation. So that combination. So I had two really close friends in like my grad school program. And then I was living with um, a few other girls and one of them in particular was just like 
amazing about being like checking in, supporting me like on any like birthday, holiday would just like do the thing that she knew I needed. And so I think I really like hit the jackpot there with that. Yeah, it sounds like you've got some incredible friends and support system. And I'm grateful that you have that because that's something I know we all have in common too. And it's been really helpful in our journeys. Um, You've said when we were talking – all of this was happening at such a trans, like transformational time for you, and like there was so much going on. People who say that your high school and college like the easiest years, I'm like, nope. When you're in early twenties and you don't know what you're doing and graduating, <laughs> all of that is so scary. That is the worst time, but also the best. Um, so yes, in that whole yeah. time, and this is a big question, so I'm gonna kind of give you two options. You can answer both, or you can just answer one if you you can pick. Um, so I was going to, we were going to ask what kind of, what is something that if you had to take away one thing or a couple things that from your, from your grief journey in the past little bit, while you were in these younger years of your twenties where you're kind of already kind of lost, what would it be that you would take away? And then the more lighter fun question that I hope you answer regardless. Um, I made uh, Kathy and Kelsey tell me their words for this year and I wrote them down on a sticky note and I stuck them on my dryer so I can see them every day. So I also want to know what like your word or your like takeaway is for like this next year. I mean, not takeaway, but you know, preparation for the next year. Totally. Um, So for the first question, I would say like, I think because I went through such a big thing, little things don't bother me as much. Like I think I see a lot of people um, having anxiety about this or that or this or that. And I think I'm able to just like let a lot go because I'm like, it could be worse. And like not to like minimize people's problems because I get really annoyed over stupid shit all the time. But like I can like let it go a lot easier. I I also – I mean (laughs) – like life's too short. Like I really have that mentality of like, I, I'm, I'm trying to like not phrase it as like right now because of everything that happened, I'm being selfish because that sounds like negative, but I'm just surrounding myself with the people that I want. I'm doing things that make me happy. And I'm not really thinking about like, I'm not like, I'm not at all in like a people pleasing like time or like mind frame. I'm very much like life is too short for this. I really, I don't know. Just like, you know, I don't, I think that those are kind of my two big takeaways of like, I can really let go of the small things. And I think like a a negative takeaway um, is that I am a little bit less empathetic than I used to be. And not, not because even if it's like a crazy trauma, like something that's even worse than what happened to me, I just don't have the capacity for it. I think that I'm still like processing everything and I used to have a lot more room for other people. Like, I don't know, like I used to just be more empathetic and I unfortunately like am not as much like in a really honest way. And of course I have like my super close group of people that I'll sit and listen to for hours and it's different. But for that outside of that, I've had a lot harder time. And I think it's just because half my brain is still just taken up somewhere else. Um, and then my, my word, cause we did, we did, we were together for new year's with some of our girlfriends in San Diego. So of course we like picked up 2023 word and, um, mine was calm. Or something along those lines, because <laughs> I've just been like living out of a suitcase, like teaching kindergarten, like dealing with crazy traumas and it's been the polar opposite of calm 
And so that's sort of my mindset of 2023. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, I was going to say, first of all, thank you for being honest, because I think it's always good to like to share, you know, what you're truly going through and feeling. And I think other people might be scared to admit that to themselves. So that's why we always like really do appreciate you being honest. And also I was going to ask, are you in therapy? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, like on the note of like, I have been so back and forth. I was seeing a therapist in Orange County, like throughout that year. So I found a woman, she was super funny. We got along like really well. And I think I made some good progress with her. But since moving to the city, to be honest, I've actually been like actively been trying to find somebody who like my insurance covers and it's in person and it's been really hard. Everyone's remote. I just don't think I will do therapy well on screen. And also I live in a really small apartment with like two roommates who could for sure hear everything I would say. So I'm like, there's no point in doing this right here. So I'm actively looking, but honestly, if anyone knows, I didn't know you were like actively, actively looking. Like I just kind of like, think in 2023, I like, I was like, okay, like I, you know, the holidays are crazy. Moving was crazy. I'm like, okay, this year I should like really get back into it. And I've like done like three Google searches. I'm being a little bit dramatic. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that one lady that I went to for a little bit, she's in person over in this area. You can try her. I don't remember if she that she covered by insurance, but maybe. Yeah. So right. that's my current status. That was hilarious. And Kelsey, I love how you were answered because that exactly is like a carbon copy of what Kennedy and I, how exactly how that conversation would go. Um Thank you for sharing about therapy as well. One thing that I will never not like back down from is that it is so hard to get help for your mental health when when you need it, especially always, but when you need it. Um, I was on waiting list and waiting list through a time when I wasn't in crisis, so I can't imagine for those who are. Um, but if I have a follow-up question to your great answer to my last question, um, but is it like, do you think that there is a way or a step or are there something that you've even thought of to figure out if unblocking that pri- part of your brain or trying to work through some of like, not, not in a way that means you're not looking for therapy, but like, do you, like, are, do, are you actively trying to kind of make that transition or is it something that is like, I know I, we all know how heavy grief can be and that can be a really heavy question. Um, but if you could kind of get what I'm saying is like, it, do you think that, is that, is there something that you think can do it besides just like time? I hope so. I think just like I haven't been super settled since everything happened. And I think like once I've been here and like have a routine and I'm like, and I already am starting to feel that way now being here for six months. Um, But I think having like everything else in my life, I mean, obviously nothing's like my life's never going to be perfect, but like having it just like be a lot more calm, like my word, I feel like it will be able to kind of free up some of that space. I'm hoping therapy will help it a little bit. Um, And yeah, unfortunately, like the most boring answer is just time. Like I hate, I hate that answer, but in reality, like whenever breakup, grief, whatever, it's always just time. So you know, it's nice to kind of have like the yearly check-ins. We're about like a year and a half in until, you know, hopefully at this time next year, even at the two-year mark, like kind of just going through everything this year, even versus last year has felt really different. I think, you know, the first year we kind of had, even though it was the more extreme trauma feeling, it was a little bit more of the 
okay, I just need to get through this and I just need to get through that. And we sort of had that almost as a distraction. And then in year two, it's very much so like this is just reality. And so, um, yeah, in a boring way, time, I'm hoping will be the biggest healer. (laughs) Um, I was just going to say that the reason I even asked the therapy question was because I feel like a lot of your responses are so mature and like, so like actually (laughs) they are. Yeah. And just impressive of like self growth and kind of like preserving and protecting your peace, which I feel like, I mean, for me, I've had to learn more of that and in therapy and like a lot of the things that you're touching on are things that I'm going through and trying to practice myself. So that's why I was like, oh, but it sounds like you've already got a good lock on that. (laughs) So hopefully therapy will just help you elevate you even more. I appreciate that. I hope so too. Well, thank you. To echo what Kathy was saying, I that's why I even asked that last question because it's something that I always kind of think about because I always want the answer to be like not time, right? Because everybody hates that answer. It's right. so terrible. It's I like know. the worst it's thing you could say. So I was like, you're so well-spoken and seem to be so – you just have this like – I'm not – you have this like grace about you when you talk about it that it does – it seems like you've got, you know, something that is – that could help other people. But all in all, I mean, you – thank you. That was a great answer and – to a question that wasn't even really a question. (laughs) I will say one more like helpful thing that I have found, especially when I was living in Orange County, like didn't have family all around me is like on the days where I would be feeling very like sad, whether it was like a birthday or just like a random day, I would just go, I mean, I am an introvert, so maybe this works for introverts only. I don't know, but I would go spend the day alone and just do things that she would like. Um, Like I remember a day where like, I went and started off and like went to the beach and like got her favorite drink and breakfast. And then like I went to a bookstore and got books I knew she would like. And then I I even went went to a bar by myself and ordered her favorite cocktail. I'd like never just gone into a bar by myself, but, but it was great. And I just like did a whole day, like didn't really look at my phone at all. And it was just like, I didn't tell anyone I did it. I didn't. I think eventually I told you, you, but like not before. Like, so it was like no expectation. And um, that was like something that was really helpful to do. That's also something that I've been learning to do too, actually. Um, I feel like later on in my grief journey, I feel like when I was younger, I couldn't do like a lot of those things or I like needed a car to go do a lot of things. So obviously like once yeah. I can drive, <laughs> yeah, I can like yeah, yeah. start practicing a lot of those things, but it has been really helpful in like feeling like you're staying connected and doing kind of their favorite things or mm-hmm. ordering their favorite drinks or food somewhere. And that was also something like I think I've talked about if I'm trying to play like offense with grief, if I'm in like a group setting or with my friends feeling like I can celebrate it and bringing them into it. And I've always kind of, and I kind of said like, that was the next level of like me going on offense. Like first all of this stuff you kind of have to do privately and then you bring it your friends kind of into it if you want. And it's also like, you can stop wherever along the way, but I think that's something that I've been like learning to incorporate, but it takes a long time. Like here I am 16 years later, finally doing that step. So I totally get it. (laughs) Um, I had a fun question. Well, it's kind of a fun question. I don't know if it's that fun. (laughs) But what was your first reaction when Kelsey (laughs) mentioned starting a podcast? Hmm, That's a good question. I'm trying to think of – I think I remember her telling me, like, about the idea. I think I remember – 
oh no, this is when you told me you're going to therapy. <laughs> My reaction to that. Um, she was super nervous to tell me she was going to therapy. Sorry to expose you, but she was. And this was like a while ago. And and I remember thinking she was going to tell me something like, so I don't even know, like she was pregnant or something. And then she was like, yeah, I'm going to therapy. Sorry, that was a side note. But when she told me about the podcast, <laughs> when she told me about the podcast, uh, well, because I'm also a big, like, scrubbing in person. And so I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, you found, you know, people through the community. And it, honestly, like, again, she's such, like, a talker, like, communicator. I was like, this is, like, the perfect, like, outlet for you. So, honestly, I wasn't surprised. I just, like, thought the connection through scrubbing in was really cool. And um, it was just nice, again, to know, like, okay, we're not the only ones. And, you know, so many people are going through this. So I was just like, oh, I'm excited to, like, see where this goes for you. I've been exposed. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and to be clear, this was therapy, like, years no, ago, like, when I just was, like, going for anxiety, like, no grief. Like, my mom was still with us. Yeah. This was just, like, the idea of going to therapy felt so crazy and so scary. And at that time, I was still in the mindset of like, it was almost like defeat or showed weakness or showed that something was wrong with me. And this was back in like 2018. And obviously, I don't feel that way at all. I am an advocate that every human being on planet Earth should go to therapy. Yes. But at that time, it was like, I felt like I was this overachiever and somehow going to therapy was like a sign of failure. And I do remember like sitting you down (laughs) and like I was nervous to like get it out. And you're like my little sister. I don't know. I didn't want you to think like something was wrong with me. And then obviously you were like a Gen Zer. It's like, great, go to therapy. (laughs) It was actually mom and dad who had to be like making sure (laughs) that like there wasn't anything more wrong. And that was like a little bit of a trickier, but supportive conversation, but you were just kind of like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That was, that was a perfect moment. Um, Okay. Kels, my fun question I was going to ask is if there was anything that you wanted to ask Kylie or any kind of questions that, or I mean, vice versa, Kylie, Kelsey, you go first. Then if Kylie has any questions to ask in return. Okay. Um, I mean, one thing I just kind of wanted to add and give context to, and I'll set it up for everyone and then I'll end it with a question is so because of COVID in college, Kylie was home during that lead up time way longer than I was, meaning Kylie was like boots on the ground, the one seeing everything happen when I was still in San Francisco And I talked about this too, the timing of our grandma, who at the time was staying at our house, had a really horrific fall at our house. And I was not there for that. Kylie was. Um, And so Kylie was way more ingrained into everything. And my dad was calling to give me updates as things were kind of progressing. But Kylie gave me some pretty cut and dry updates that were pretty much like, shit's bad, like come home. And I was like, okay, I, yeah, I'm going to come home. And the timelines are a little blurry. Like I remember coming home, maybe a quick back coming home and then realizing like, oh, I need to really stay home. But like you were around more and like between the Nana fall and that, like I have some guilt that like I wasn't there for more of that stuff. And you were the kid who had to deal with it. And like, you were almost like stuck with it and you had to live more of the visual like obviously I was there like solidly for the final like month with a lot of visits in between but like those in between times 
I quote unquote got to escape to my apartment in San Francisco with two friends and my work and was dating someone and you were at home not living your senior year of college and like dealing with it. So like, were you resentful of that? Were you deep in it? Like you had to see more kind of, and you had to give me updates and like, like what was that like? I definitely don't think there's any resent there at all. I've never even like thought about that. Um, it was just the craziest whirlwind ever, like dealing with both at the same time. And I think it was almost like as I would be like talking to dad or I would like see something or whatever, I just feel like, oh my God, I have to like text Kelsey like the shittiest thing right now. Or like I have to have like, it was almost like a second for me to like process and then like relay the message to someone. So it was, it was kind of nice to like have a second, but then be like, okay, I can go tell someone who I don't have to filter it for. So in that sense, it was good. Um, Obviously being like, there, I think I was just so preoccupied with like what was happening. I wasn't really thinking about anything else other than just dealing with like the day to day shit. We were very day to day during yeah. that era. I'll also throw in you then went through a breakup yeah. in that time. You had quite a like wild the trifecta. The trifecta, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The trifecta was a lot. Honestly, the breakup became such a like I can't even like think twice about this because it was just so like hands on every day and like visiting my nana every day and then like the slow but fast progression with mom and then like hearing it through dad and and but then like obviously it was so obvious that like I was just seeing everything. So it was just so much information at once that like I didn't really think about that. I mean, honestly, for me, even though, like, I'll have those memories forever, unfortunately, um, I can't imagine – I mean, even though, like, I had to do, like, grad school right after, but, like, had I been, like, in in-person college or, like, had – I mean, I couldn't have taught during that. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, actually having to go do things, and I don't think I would have liked going to, like, go be with people anyways to, like, in the middle of it. Like, That's I wouldn't have been able to turn it in and on and off in that same way. I don't think – I don't know. Maybe I could have, like, the right people probably. But I think I was just, like, I was there and I probably wouldn't have been able to, like, actually mentally, emotionally be anywhere else anyways. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because yeah, it was weird to turn on and off. And then it was yeah. weird to still do like work zoom. And I remember finally, like I was waning off of work and passing stuff off and then remember like a bad day. And I just like pulled the plug. I was like, I can't be on zoom anymore. This is stupid. It feels like a waste of my time. Like I need to be present. And yeah, we figured it out from there. Um, yeah. But do you have questions for me? Hmm. Was there ever a time I was too blunt <laughs> or caught you at like a bad time and was too blunt where you were like in public and I was like, and then you were like, well, I mean, a time was such a blur. Like it's kind of hard to pinpoint. There might've been like, I, I don't remember being out in public, but there was maybe like one specific like text you sent or got off a phone call when I was just in my apartment, old apartment in San Francisco. And I was just like, fuck. But like, I kind of like needed to hear it that way. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't anything that could have really been easily sugarcoated. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like, 
I needed to hear it anyway. Dad was relatively blunt at that time too. There wasn't really room or time to start using flowery language around stuff. It was just like, yeah, get to it. And But I do remember feeling like when you would send me those updates, like guilt that I wasn't there and then would do the like back and forth and then eventually like said just stayed. But yeah. no, I don't think anything ended up being too blunt. Great. I, I can think of, but also as a blurry time. So maybe I've just like passed it on through and I'm just like, like it ended up not, yeah, not being a big thing. Um, and then I just also want to paint the picture with like the timeline of her schooling, like towards the end, like my mom would be taking a nap and she would be reading her books for school. And, like, days later, she was logging on to, like, Zoom school. And then, like, that month later moving. Like, obviously, I did not have to do that. Like, imagining starting something so new and intense. Like, remember looking up and, like, my brain can barely process, like you said, what day of the week it is. And you're reading, like, a book you have to do, like, a report on. And literally, the book I was reading was about racism in the school system. So it was just, like, a double whammy, like depressing depressing I remember too this one was like a um a rough so like one uh, my my program was very group project based and so the literally like the first week it was like okay like we have a group project due the next week and so like my group was texting me like okay can we meet this weekend like over zoom or whatever to do it and I had mom's funeral (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and I was like can't make it Saturday (laughs) maybe Sunday (laughs) and I'm like no one knows me no one knows anything so it was just a disaster (laughs) made it through past the class is a teacher now but like no the timeline was bonkers so I was like I'll take on more of the logistics of planning the service because you're literally in school all day and dad yeah didn't really do logistics (laughs) in that way so I was like I'll do the logistics you be in school yeah she did a lot more after that is for sure which are kind of aligns with like her personalities anyways. Yeah. Had I not had school, she probably would have done more of the planning anyways. Yeah. But um Well damn, no wonder yeah, you're so well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> to end on a more fun note though, Mads, um the other question that we talked a lot in your episode is Kylie's as big a Swifty as anyone. She is in like an encyclopedia, those TikTok games where you play one second of a song and she can name it. She can do, if you explain a situation with a guy on the spot, she can tell you what Taylor Swift song aligns with it more. So I think with Mads, we made, what did we ask you? Top three or top five? But I think let's end with the same. What are your, I'll give you top three to five. I know that's hard to pick and like break down your reasoning because we're all Swifties, but Mads, go first while you're thinking. Okay. I first want to say, Kylie, we're going to be such good friends. (laughs) Um, And second, I know... Now that we're playing Swifty, I know you guys will, will be – every time we record, I take a page of notes, and there's, like, all arrows and things. And one thing I wrote down that I feel like I must read you now um, was whenever you were talking about how your parents kind of set you up to, like, be friends, like, make sure they raise you so you'd be friends, and I put, um, mastermind is Carrie's anthem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, that's love that. so amazing. Oh, my God. Great. It's so that. true. No, they were masterminding this <laughs> dynamic our whole lives. Like, I think I remember, like, the day you were born, they, like, 
got a present that was from you to me to make sure I didn't get like jealous of the attention, but they were like, it's from your new sister, this present you really like, yeah. they were masterminding shit the whole time. That's literally amazing, Mads. That I love that. That's what that I would give lot. your situation. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So good. Okay. What's your top? Give top us three, Taylor songs? Three to five. I'll give you three to five because I know it's hard. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to pick. I would like they a little really, bit of reasoning reason- too. Yeah, we yeah, need to yeah, hear yeah. your thought That's process. Fair. You know, I the reason why I love her so much is because no matter what mood I'm in, what season of the year it is, I mean, literally, like, the music I play in my classroom is Taylor Swift instrumentals all day, and the kids have no idea. And they, like, humming, like, lover and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you don't even, like, know what you're singing. But it's, <laughs> like, it helps me calm down during the day. Okay. So, oh, favorite all time. I think – Do you want to go five, four, three, two, one? Like build it up. No, I don't think I can do a legit order. Okay. Just so like in no five. order of five. Too, too okay. 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 Allow. Okay. I would probably say um, the one, Invisible String, New Year's Day. I'm expecting yeah. something from the Red Album because that was a big album. For I mean, you. like obviously, all too well. I honestly loved it so much, even before all the hype came up. Yeah, so good. Ugh, do I include it? I'm like, yeah, I include it. I include it. It it it's just so good. And I'm trying to think of like a nice, like more like fun one because I feel like it gave a lot of like soft ones. Honestly, I got to pull one from Rep. You pulled New Year's Day. True, but like a more like yeah, an actual yeah, rap yeah, one. Yeah. Um, don't blame me. Can you so, okay, 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 yeah. okay. So good. So I think like the one and all too well were like, oh my gosh, the lyrics were just too specific. It was like I texted her something happened and then she wrote the song. So like that was just a mm. lot. But I love them. And even though I'm like separated from the situation now I like still love the songs and just like appreciate them um I think invisible string is like hopeful you know for every single gal out there that we're just <laughs> we're just doing we're all single we're right all, here, yeah so right yeah. like it's just <laughs> we're here it, it's a very I love that song anytime you put it on it's a no skip I mean most of our songs are no skip um new year's day i think it's just like such a beautiful love song like i i love it i listen to it all the time um and i think it's just really a nice song after like at the end of rep and it's like clearly about joe and i just yeah there's something about new year's day that like i'm sentimental to don't blame me it's just like if i'm like in the like i just like yeah. love blasting it i don't know every time i play it too for a non-swifty they're like oh well, who's this and i'm like Taylor Swift and they're like what and so it's always one that like doesn't like sound like her but like a lot of people like will like her um am I skipping anything that was it I think you covered unless you have like a bonus anything <sighs> I mean I've, like I could I someone needs to put an end to me I, mean, right. I love, yeah. love her I love it you yeah. know I could I could go we on went on in our could go time on too long. yeah <laughs> it's a lot but no that was, that was a good covering any final comments or questions from Kathy or Mads I just want to say thank you for coming on and doing this with us. I mean, we've been really excited to have you. And I think it's always good 
you know, to have all diversity perspective and you can have diversity, like even within your own family. So I know we were really curious to hear like your experience, even though it's a shared one, it's also your own unique and individual journey with it. So just thank you so much for sharing and being honest. I really do appreciate that a lot. And I can definitely see like tying it all back to the beginning, how you guys are similar but different <laughs> and I like get like similar okay, vibes right? for sure <laughs> but I, I totally understand the differences <laughs> oh well thank you you're so sweet I wanted to echo what Kathy said and yeah you were just so well spoken it was so fun to hear all of the different perspectives between you two because we haven't really had that take on it yet like with someone who literally like held your hand through the fire I'm so grateful you were wanting to be on and so grateful you were just honest and open and told us all of the things Um, I hope it wasn't (laughs) too scary for you but again we just really really appreciate it yeah no you guys were great great questions again I like wasn't even looking at the microphone like I'm just facetiming them (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah so I'm no I'm happy I could be on so support you guys doing this podcast and you know recommend it to anyone who I know is going through grief or is trying to support someone going through a situation so keep on keeping on you guys thanks thanks for being on good job you did good thanks 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 okay (laughs) um with that just make sure as always like listen to kylie send it to a friend who needs us subscribe on spotify on apple follow us on Instagram, DM us ideas. If you know any in-person therapists in San Francisco, (laughs) send them our way. We'll tag Kylie so you can like follow her. If you're now a fan of Kylie and want to support her life and her kindergarten teaching. But no, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.